Hello again everyone and welcome to the InDesigner, the video cast that provides information, instruction, and insight for designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host Michael Murphy, graphic designer and Adobe certified expert in InDesign CS2. And this is episode 31, Whitespace. Before I get started, I just want to mention that in just a couple of weeks, I will have been doing this podcast for an entire year. Episode 32, which will post on November 18th, will mark the podcast's one-year anniversary. To mark this milestone and thank my audience for its continued support, I'm going to let one lucky audience member decide what the very first show of my second year is going to be about. It's going to be a contest, and here's how it's going to work. One, I'm going to ask a trivia question related to something I said in a previous podcast, and you will have to answer it. It's not an InDesign question, it's a question about myself that you would have to listen to the show to know. Two, once you think you have the answer, you can suggest a topic for the anniversary episode. It has to be a legitimate topic. You can't ask me how to use InDesign to travel back in time or something like that. It has to be about InDesign, and it has to be just one subject, not a whole laundry list. Three, send your answer and your suggestion for the show in a single email message to contest at theindesigner.com. You have until November 15th to send in your show ideas and the answer to this question. What are the eight things I always carry around with me? This question can be answered by watching one of my past video episodes only, so that should narrow it down for you. You don't have to listen to the audio shows. And the question itself might even give you a hint as to what episode it could be. I'll even go so far as to say that you probably don't need to watch the whole episode to find the answer. The winner will be announced in the next episode on the podcast's one-year anniversary, and the show after that will be dedicated to the topic that winner picked. Oh, and the winner will also get this fabulous InDesigner t-shirt, which will make you the envy of your designer friends and a walking advertisement for the podcast. So, you can't get better than that. Okay, enough about me, let's get on with the episode. This time around, we're going to talk about whitespace. This isn't the whitespace you learned about in design school. No, what I'm talking about is actually white spaces, plural. Specifically, the eight different types of whitespace characters available in InDesign. Yes, you heard me right, eight different kinds, and that doesn't include the space you generate when you hit the spacebar on your keyboard. This may seem like overkill, but these different types of spaces can come in very handy. Where do you find these white spaces, and how do you use them? Some of them are available using keyboard shortcuts, but all of them can be accessed from the Type menu by going down to Insert White Space and choosing an option from the Submenu, which consists of M Space, N Space, Flush Space, Hair Space, Non-Breaking Space, Thin Space, Figure Space, and Punctuation Space. Personally, I think this list is in entirely the wrong order. There are several types of white spaces here, but they're not logically grouped. Here's what I think this menu should look like. M space, N space, thin space, and hair space are all spaces of a specific width, relative to the point size of the type, so they should be listed one after another and in descending order, M space being the widest and hair space being the most narrow. Figure space and punctuation space are kind of like the first four, but more specific to certain attributes of the font. And flush space and non-breaking space are special types of spaces that really don't have anything to do with the specific width of the font. 
Unfortunately, this is the menu, and we're stuck with it for now, but let's go through the actual spaces in this more logical order. Let's take a look at what I think is the most logical grouping of spaces, M spaces, N spaces, thin spaces, and hair spaces. Here are four lines of identical type, all with standard spaces between the words, created just by using the spacebar. In each, I'm going to enter a different white space, starting with the first line, where I'll insert an M space, which is an obvious difference. In the second line, I'll insert an N space. Then in the third line, I'll put in a thin space, which is even narrower. And in the last line, I'll put in a hair space, which is the most narrow of the four. Now that they're in place, let's compare. My type in this example is 48-point Adobe Caslon Pro, which means that the M space in the first line is 48 points wide, because an M space is equal to the width of the point size of the type into which it's inserted. All of the other spaces are directly related to that measurement. An N space is half the width of an M space, which is 24 points in this example. A thin space is one-eighth the width of an M space, meaning six points here. And a hair space is a mere 1 24th of an M space, which is two points in this case. What's good about these white spaces is that they remain consistent even when you're using justified text. You can't depend on a regular space you type with the spacebar to remain consistent, because in order to flush the column on both sides, both word and letter spacing are adjusted throughout the paragraph. But even in justified text, an N space will always be the width of an N space, as will an M space, a thin space, or a hair space. In this sidebar example, each short news item is separated by a round bullet with an N space on either side to separate it from the text around it. I've put in these small rectangles to highlight one of the N spaces, as well as a regular space between two words. If I were to go in and track this text to something like minus 50, let's see what that does to these two spaces. Notice that the N space has maintained the same width, but the space between is and scheduled is now tighter. Just like the width of a text character doesn't change, the width of an N space is maintained, while regular spaces are subject to change based on many different factors. Let's move on and take a look at the punctuation space. The Adobe InDesign CS2 user guide says that a punctuation space is the same width as an exclamation point, period, or colon in the current typeface. Let's see if that's true. In this example, I've set the same line of type with punctuation two times each in two different typefaces. Starting with the first one, I'm going to replace the actual punctuation with punctuation spaces after the first help, and then again after the second help. Doesn't look quite right, does it? If I view the sentences with ruler guides visible, you can see that the alignment is off in the sentence with the punctuation space, and it gets worse as you look down the line after the second punctuation space. Let's see how this other typeface fares in the same circumstances. I'll swap out the exclamation points in both help sentences with a punctuation space. This one's a little bit better, but it's still not quite right, which we can see when I zoom in here. These letters are not lining up, which means these punctuation spaces are not exactly the width of an exclamation point in either typeface. Okay then, what about a period? Let's try that. If I swap out the exclamation points for periods in both examples, it's still not exact. It's better in the top example, but actually worse in the bottom one than it was before. 
I wonder if the kerning scheme has anything to do with it. Let's change the kerning on all of this text from the default, which is metrics, to optical and see what we get. This doesn't solve the problem either. The top example is now much worse, but the bottom one has gotten a little bit better. So the jury's still out on punctuation spaces as far as I'm concerned. If pretty close is good enough for your project, by all means use them, but if you need something to be exact, this is probably not the solution you want. However, one example of where I have used punctuation spaces effectively that didn't depend on an exact match was in this drop cap numbered list where I wanted just enough space to push the big numbers away from the text that followed them. An end space would have been too much and a thin space would have been too little, so a punctuation space was just right. It gave me the distance of a period without actually having the period in that space. Figure spaces, on the other hand, seem to be exactly what they claim to be. A white space character that is the same width as a number in the current typeface. Using the very same two typefaces that failed the punctuation space test I just did, I'm going to quickly swap out some of these actual numbers and replace them with figure spaces. And in every instance, they continue to line up perfectly. Now, like most of you, I have hundreds of fonts, and I'm sure that if I had nothing but time on my hands to test them all, I could find an instance where this didn't work as well. But so far, this white space is much more reliable than the punctuation space. Now let's take a look at a different type of white space character, the non-breaking space. This can be great for proper names, company names, product names, or anything else you want to remain intact and not break at the end of a line. In each of these names, I've replaced every space with a non-breaking space by choosing Type, Insert White Space, Non-Breaking Space, or Option Command X. Let's see how these non-breaking spaces work in an actual paragraph. I've highlighted the non-breaking names in red so we can easily keep track of them. If I resize this frame and reflow the text, the names never break, no matter how far I go. The danger is, I can go too far. If I make this frame too narrow to fit the non-breaking words on one line, everything from those words on will end up as overset text. Now, the Adobe InDesign CS2 user guide says that if that happens, the type will be compressed to fit on a single line, but that's obviously not what's happening here, so take that statement with a grain of salt. Another good use for non-breaking spaces is when you're creating an index using InDesign's book features and are taking advantage of InDesign's ability to index proper names by automatically using the last word in the reference to create a last name, first name index item. If you want to index Francis L. Murphy III, my dad's name by the way, by Murphy instead of by the Roman numeral 3, Place a non-breaking space between Murphy and the Roman numeral. The indexing function will treat Murphy the third as a single word, giving you an index entry of Murphy the third, comma Francis L. And finally, there's the flush space, which David Blattner and Anne-Marie Concepcion talked about as the obscure feature of the week in episode 28 of the InDesign Secrets podcast. A flush space adds a variable amount of space to a fully justified line or paragraph. That's this little icon up here in the control palette. It does not work with left justified or right justified text. The most common use for a flush space would be to add a variable amount of space between the last word of a paragraph and a story stop character like this square bullet. 
the flush space expands to absorb all available extra space on the last line. Here are two identical paragraphs that are fully justified and in each there's only a normal space between the last word and the story stop. But watch what a dramatic difference inserting a flush space makes in the way the entire paragraph is formatted by the Adobe Paragraph Composer. Spacing throughout the paragraph is improved substantially because of the flexibility afforded with the flush space. If you're wondering what a flush space does in non-justified text, it does nothing. It simply appears as a normal word space. Another example of where a flush space would come in handy would be something like this list of cities that you might find at the bottom of a letterhead or brochure showing the different cities a company operates out of. The city names are all evenly spaced across the width of the line, and just to prove this isn't a trick, I will show you that there are no tabs set in here at all. All of the spacing is achieved with flush spaces. Notice that in the case of the two name cities, like Sao Paulo, the space between the individual words is not distributed, because it uses a normal word space, but it's surrounded by flush spaces on both the right and left hand sides. And it gets better. Since flush spaces automatically adjust, I can make this text frame narrower and narrower, and it still keeps even spacing between city names across the new width. And of course, it works if I make the frame wider as well. Even adjusting the type size maintains consistent spacing, whether I make it larger or smaller. No tabs to set, no tables to create, nothing. It's all automatic. I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty cool. That does it for this episode. Now go out and find a use for all those different white spaces. I'll be back on November 18th with the anniversary episode, but in the meantime, don't forget to enter the contest to decide what the next episode after that is going to be about. Go back to my previous video casts and find the answer to the question, what eight things do I always carry around with me? Suggest a topic for the show and email both the answer and the suggestion to contest at theindesigner.com by November 15th, 2006. I'll announce the winner in the next episode. Another quick reminder, I'll also be at the InDesign Conference Masterclass November 6th through 8th in Seattle, Washington. For more info on that, go to www.idconference.com. I hope to meet a lot of videocast subscribers while I'm there and learn a lot. Finally, and as always, please post your comments on the blog at InDesignSecrets.com slash TheInDesigner. And check out the rest of InDesignSecrets.com as well. It's the independent resource for all things InDesign. You can also send email to info at TheInDesigner.com or look for me on AIM or iChat as TheInDesigner. Until next time, this is Michael Murphy for the InDesigner Videocast and InDesignSecrets.com. Thanks for watching.